a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I am sick and tired of police being demonized. I'm sick and tired of every police officer being demonized. And I am sick and tired of this narrative which continues uh, that paints with such an overly broad and inappropriate brush that every single man and woman that puts on the uniform and the badge to protect and serve, that somehow uh, in their brain they are uh, systemically biased and that they are uh, nothing but racists and that they are looking to to cause trouble and that they need to, from top to bottom, be reformed, uh, else they run rampant and disastrous in our streets. It's just not true. I am sick and tired of police being demonized. It's not right. There is no excuse. I know that uh, we have looked for many excuses, but there aren't any. I know that there are some uh, who would claim that there are excuses or good reason to be shouting in the face of police officers and spitting at them and calling for them to be defunded and uh, accusing them of all sorts of ills and wrongdoing. But it's just not right. Justice and fairness demands a deliberate approach. If there is an officer of the law that does wrong, everyone can agree that that officer ought to pay the price. But the actions of that one officer do not indict every single man and woman who gets up each day and puts on the uniform, puts on the utility belt and the badge and sets out into the street running towards danger. That attitude uh, of mine there is uh, why I was so pleased yesterday to hear the Salt Lake Police Association uh, finally speaking up. It's been about a week now since Mayor Mendenhall opened Uh, uh, a document with a blanket indictment that racial and social disparities continue to exist across all agencies and institutions. That was when she handed down executive order number five. And in that executive order, there are a number of uh, changes that she would like to see implemented in the Salt Lake City Police Department. All of that uh, by the 5th of September of this year. On the occasion of the release of that document, I had occasion to, on this program, speak with Chief Brown. And he talked a little bit about his attitude and his reaction to it, let me know that uh, he had been in contact with the mayor's office during the formulation of this document. But the group from which we had not yet heard was the Salt Lake Police Association, essentially the union that represents the officers, some 4,000 of them. And yesterday, uh, that changed. Yesterday, in front of the Public Safety Building in Salt Lake City, uh, the Salt Lake Police Association took aim at the use of force changes slated to take effect on September 5th. 
Officer John Fatissimanu spoke at that press conference, and he initially described the work being done by officers in Salt Lake every day, even with strong criticism. Our families and children have been threatened. Even our own employers have castigated us in the news without fact or justification. And yet every single second, minute, hour of every day, week, month, and year, we stand against the evil and chaos that threatens each of us. Yes, because it is our job, but also because at our core, we work to protect and serve, even those who revile and assault us and try to undermine our community. The phrase protect and serve is not trite or cliche to us. It represents who we are individually and collectively. We have pledged our life in exchange for yours if necessary. That is our charge. We have not and will not turn away from it. And somehow those are the bad guys? I don't think so. Officer Fatissimanu continued by describing what the mayor claimed in police reforms about the police in Salt Lake City. In the order, the mayor stated that racial and social disparities continue to exist in Salt Lake City across all agencies and institutions, and that the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis prompted residents to demand that local governments address systemic racism in police departments and enact policies to establish racial equity in policing. The order further claims that those demands intensif intensified at the local level with the May 23, 2020 shooting of Bernardo Palacios Carbajal by Salt Lake City Police Department officers. He continued uh, along those lines, disagreeing with the mayor's assessment. We reject the mayor's claim of racial and social disparities across all Salt Lake City agencies and institutions. We work every day with the employees in those agencies and institutions. And the mayor's claim wrongfully and insultingly disparages her own employees. It is true that individual acts of racial bias exists throughout society. We know and witness this in our work every day. The officer's abhorrent actions in Minneapolis that resulted in the death of Mr. Floyd is an example that we cannot, must not tolerate. But Salt Lake City is not Minneapolis or Detroit or Los Angeles or Chicago. We will not tolerate racial bias in our work as officers or what we witness in our communities. When I had an opportunity last week to speak with Salt Lake City Police Chief Brown uh, as he was on the program, I think it was last Tuesday, I pulled up the, the very document that Officer Fatissimanu just referenced there, and it is one of the very first lines that makes the claim against agencies and institutions across all of Salt Lake City that racial and social disparities continue to exist. You heard Officer Fatissimanu's reaction to that. I wanted to know how Chief Brown thought. I asked him uh, if he believed that there were, in fact, uh, these sorts of disparities across all agencies and institutions in Salt Lake City. Here's his answer. I think when you look at the big picture and we talk about systemic racism and we talk about uh, uh, situations in our community and across the country that have disadvantaged different groups of people, I think that's real. And I think that we need to look at those things. But here's the thing. A police department, a great police department, and, and you know how I feel about this police department. I, I feel very strongly that this is one of, if not the best organization in the country. But you don't you don't get to be that if you're you're just sitting back and waiting for things to come to you. You always need to be forward leaning. You always need to be looking for better ways to do things. That's a dangerous attitude sometimes. You always have to be forward leaning. That's very true. You do need to be uh, prepared for the unknown. That is absolutely true. That is good strategically. It's good in business. It's good uh, in life. It is good and wise uh, uh, wisdom. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Sometimes the solution to an invisible or an imaginary problem causes more distraction, 
more damage than the imagined problem. Now, I'm not saying uh, that the whole world is void of any of this systemic racism. I'm not saying uh, that there aren't warranted fixes uh, across this country. And I wouldn't even uh, accept Salt Lake City. But to paint with this broad a brush is damaging. Now, uh, before we go to break, I want you to hear some of the specifics. Officer Fatissimano uh, did talk about some of the specifics within the order and said that some of the uh, orders contained within the mayor's executive order aren't at all new. The order's directed changes either already exist in department policy, Utah or federal law, or don't materially change the policies. For example, officers are already required to intercede if they observe a, a fellow officer using inappropriate force. The department already trains its officers in de-escalation tactics before using force or arrest. And we use these tactics because we don't want to resort to deadly force. Now, I don't want to be accused of driving wedges. I don't want to be accused of contributing to any sort of added division between, say, uh, the union here and the mayor's office or the chief. Uh, and so I will leave you with this. I do believe that there is good reason for all these parties uh, to work together. First and foremost, you have to. All right. <laughs> it's not a very big place. And uh, for everyone uh, to uh, engage in the good work that must go forward, you do have to come to the table and come to some sort of understanding and agreement. And uh, if not begrudgingly, uh, you've got to at least be able to uh, you know, shake each other's hands and say, well, after coronavirus, obviously, uh, and, and get to work. Last, wor last word on this comes from Officer Fatisi Manu uh, talking about wanting to work with city officials. We welcome the opportunity to, imp uh, to provide input and education to the mayor, city council, and city's newly formed commission on racial equity and policing and the community that we serve. I am sick and tired of police being demonized. They don't deserve it. And I think you agree. Look deep down.